Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. It is 9.22 p.m. on Wednesday, March 24th. This is Writing Walks, and I'm your guide, Alexi Talander. I am once again back in my little home studio, even though the weather has been absolutely fantastic this week, and the forecast says to, it's just going to get hotter and hotter. Um, so really ideal conditions to be going out on a writing walk. But I chose to do this one again for my little studio at home because of the topic we're going to be talking about today. I had it actually, we were talking with, I was talking with someone else um, about query letters and writing query letters, and they were interested in learning more about that and how that whole process worked. And I started thinking about it and realized I actually had quite a bit to say about it because about 10 to 12 years ago, I had finished a novel and I was working on finding an agent for it, and went through the whole process of crafting and learning how to put a query letter together, and actually had some success with um, getting responses back from agents on that query letter. While I never did get a agent or publishing contract or get the book out or anything, I did at least have some success through the query letter format, and so I want to kind of share with what I learned from that with you today, which I thought would be interesting, because the whole way of getting something published, getting an agent, things like that, the query letter still stands in the same way as it did 10 years ago. So this is specifically going to be all about my novel I wrote. It was a mystery thriller called Nothing is an Accident. And I'm going to start with a kind of lengthy synopsis I wrote about it, kind of to give you a whole idea of what the whole book looks like as the whole story. And then I will be reading my query letter I wrote so you can get to get an idea of what a query letter looks like, one that actually does have some success, um, and kind of what you want to do with it. And I'll talk a little bit about after I read the query letter about what you want to go with with a query letter. And then after that, I will be sharing some emails and responses I got back from agents from the ones that were negative. You know, most For the most part, they were negative. I had submitted to over 100 agents and kind of what feedback they gave me when some did actually give me feedback and what they said, and then the few that were um, supportive of my manuscript and actually were interested in seeing more of it and kind of what happened with that. And then at the end, we'll do a kind of wrap up on my whole process and thinking on query letters, and I hope that'll be helpful for you. So we'll start with our synopsis. Again, the book is called Nothing is an Accident, and it's a thriller. Matt Reynolds wakes up to find himself on the floor of a strange home. He has no memory of where he is or who he is, and there's also a dead body next to him. Matt soon discovers he's an FBI agent, and this is no ordinary house. It appears he is being tested as part of some bizarre experiment. Finding a woman upstairs, he realizes she is also part of this test, so he uses her to get answers. Some answers. The fake house is actually part of a strange facility where he is being contained. 
As Matt finds himself involved in a shootout in another part of the facility, he chooses to fight on the side of a beautiful woman who has some answers for him. She's apparently his wife, and they're part of an elaborate experiment controlled by a secret group known simply as... And the symbol, here it's a symbol, which is for the spade symbol from a deck of cards, the spade symbol, and that's all they're known as. To become superiorly trained professionals, essentially super soldiers. But something has gone wrong. As these details slowly sink in, his wife, Kate, shows him the files to prove it. They decide to find out just who this secret group is and find out exactly why the people behind it are doing what they're doing. They also want to get their memories back, to bring back their lives and history together. They know it will take time and determination, both for discovering the identity of the spade symbol and hopefully to fall in love with each other again. They flee from the Nevada facility with the files and the first clues to finding out what this secret group is. These details lead them to San Diego, where they investigate other patients who have gone through the same clearance program. A number of them have died under strange circumstances, but they discover and befriend Ian Irving, who is still alive. Joining together, they track down another facility located on the island of San Jose, where a number of answers are found. Matt and Kate find the story of their lives, careers, and history together, as told through stark fact-oriented reports. They learn of their training at Quantico, of their blossoming relationship, and how they fell in love with each other. They also learn that this group has a lot of people in high places, and seems to know everything about them. They also learn the locations of a number of other facilities across the country. Matt and Kate decide to look for these other facilities to find more answers and track down who these people are, while Irving returns to his old life. Irving then dies under strange circumstances, and now this mission becomes personal for them. But Michael Lewis, a person high up in this group, plans to put an end to that, sending out professionals to stop them. Matt and Kate search for and find the hidden facilities, only to discover they have been ransacked, and as they travel from facility to facility, people try to get in their way, with every intention of stopping them and even killing them. But Matt and Kate are well trained. Then they meet Jason Ramirez, who was once Matt's partner and knows them both very well. He joins them to search the last facility, but they discover too late that he is working for the secret group, and there are people waiting for them when they arrive. Matt has his worst nightmare come true, as he finds himself trapped in another facility. Michael Lewis is there, and begins to tell him of the elaborate plan of the secret group known as the Collective, who have been planning for this for decades in preparation for the end of the world on December 21st, 2012, now just weeks away. A form of the group has existed for millennia, collecting details on the apocalypse, planting ideas and prophecies, all with the goal of having an army ready for when the end days arrive. Matt begins his clearance program once more to change him into the super soldier, while Kate hatches her plan to break free of her cell, take out everyone along the way, and free the man she loves. Michael Lewis is eventually brought down as Matt and Kate flee for Hawaii with plans to search for the rest of the facilities located across the globe. They celebrate the arrival of the new year and the end of 2012. January 1st arrives just like it always does. I did want to say, too, um, one of the reasons I'm still pretty proud of this book, but that I never tried to continue getting it published was for a couple of reasons. One, I kind of hit that end date of 
the end of the world apocalypse story of 2012, I just ran out of time in trying to get it published before that because you have to get stuff done years in advance, usually for a book to get into the stream of getting published and you need to go to full year for the whole production part of the book to get made. So I kind of had a brick wall there with the uh, story not working out. And I feel it just needs a better ending to it to still make it a really good book. Um, but I just haven't found that yet. So maybe one day I might come back to it and come up with a good ending that will work and start submitting again. We'll see. So that's the kind of lengthy summary of the whole book of what this main story is. Now, when you're submitting to whether it's an agent or an editor or a publisher, you're doing the same sort of thing of you want to get your foot in the door. you got to keep in mind that they have hundreds if not thousands of people a year submitting manuscripts every day. They get manuscripts arriving, things like that, and people trying to submit stuff and get it published. Um, and so you need to find a way to kind of get in there and make them notice your particular work so that they will then get to actually reading your manuscript or part of your manuscript and to get them interested in it. So the query letter is really the key to this because it's always one page and it's a kind of attention getting almost like an ad of catching the attention and the eye of the agent, the editor, whoever's reading it. And your goal is to catch their attention with your first line and then keep them reading through the whole thing so that by the end of the query letter, they're really interested in your work and they either have a sample chapter there, some sample pages, or the whole manuscript, depending on what their requirements are. This is really important when you are submitting query letters is you need to go through and check what exactly they want. Some just want a query letter, nothing else. Some want a query letter and either the first chapter or the first three chapters. Some want the query letter and the first 50 pages. Um, rarely do they want the whole manuscript, but again, some do. And with the whole advent of being able to email stuff around, it, it makes it a lot easier. But again, you've got to be um, specific with making sure you get the instructions right of what exactly they want. Otherwise, when they see someone just sending something in the incorrect way, they're not even going to look at it, they're going to throw it away and move on to the next one. Because it's very key that you do what exactly the requirements are for how they want work submitted to them. So again, you're looking for a one-page eye-catching ad or billboard for your book or story, whatever it is, to really catch their eye, to make them want to read your stuff and ask for the whole thing and then want to publish it or represent you as an agent. So I'm going to move on now with my actual query letter I put together. It definitely took me a while of just honing it down, looking at other sample query letters, various other ones, um, even getting some suggestions from authors, I believe, and just finding the right way to put it all together and make it work. And as I said, because I had a number of three or four agents actually respond back favorably and want more, um, I do feel this query letter did the job for this particular manuscript. That's really the key is that every query letter will look kind of different depending on what manuscript it's trying to represent. But there is kind of a loose template you can apply. So we start with the first paragraph, which is where you really want to... Actually, no. I'll just read the whole thing and then we'll go back and go through kind of how it's broken up. So here's my query letter. Oh, and the other thing too is when you are sending query letters, um, 
you really want to make sure you're addressing it to a specific person, whether it is the agent's name, uh, the agent to the editor's name, whatever it is. And again, you want to make sure it's as they require, where some places there might be a head agent for the agency, but that's not necessarily who you're going to send it to. You really want to make sure, depending on what genre especially your manuscript is for, that you're addressing it to the right agent who represents that particular genre. Because again, if a agent gets in, it's not their genre, they're going to toss it aside because it's not what they do. They might sometimes throw it over to the right agent. There's a chance of that. But again, doing the research and making sure you have the correct agent's name and who you're addressing it to for the specific genre and your manuscript will get you that much further in and closer to having them read your manuscript. Okay, so my career letter goes as follows. Matt Reynolds wakes up in a strange place. He doesn't remember who he is or where he is, and there's a dead body next to him. Putting the pieces together, he discovers he's part of a complex experiment to create specially trained agents controlled by a covert group known simply as, and it's the spade symbol, with his wife, who he meets again for the first time, they have two questions to answer. Who are these people, and why are they doing this? Nothing is an Accident is a 73,000-word thriller with the mystery of Ken Follett and the adventure of James Rowlands. It is about identity and memory and what happens to a person when these are taken away. Matt Reynolds has to rebuild his life as an FBI agent, a husband, and a person, recreating his relationship with his wife, who has suffered the same treatment. They travel across the country, from Nevada to California, to Montana to Wyoming, in search of other people like them, as well as investigating other facilities where these experiments were performed. As Reynolds and his wife, Kate, begin to get closer to the spade symbol, they discover these experiments have been going on for decades, with the goal of creating a mind-controlled army in preparation for the end of the world in December 2012. I've been writing for 15 years, have completed a young adult fantasy novel, and am at work on a medieval history novel, as well as a four-novella book about post-apocalyptic worlds. I also review books, interview authors, and host the popular website Book Banter, and then I get the website. I used to spend my days as a manager at Borders. This is a simultaneous submission. Please find below a 10-page sample of Nothing is an Accident. Thank you for taking the time to consider representing my work. And I look forward to hearing from you. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. So there you have it. So with our first paragraph, you're kind of summarizing a hook for the book. 
you're you're getting the the reader immediately interested. This is the sort of thing that would go on the back of a book or on the inside flap of a hardcover. If you think, yeah, you really want to catch the reader's attention, whether they're an agent, editor, or you know, person buying the book at the bookstore, and really kind of keep them reading and wanting to know what's going to happen next, where the story is going to go. And so I didn't give too much away in this first paragraph, just a couple sentences. But I wanted to get enough to, again, suck the reader in and make them want more. And then I moved on to giving the title and word count for the book, because that's important so that the agent or editor knows kind of how long it is. And then this is something I saw mentioned a lot, is you want to compare yourself to one or two other either other authors or other books, other styles of what your book is like, because that will immediately then help the editor or agent kind of know what sort of book this is, what you're going for, and what to kind of compare it to. So again, you always want to have that then in there, and that's going to be in the second paragraph of comparing yourself to other authors or other books or the styles of books so that the reader knows kind of what they're dealing with. And then I'm giving more of kind of where the book goes, mentioning the places it goes to, um, kind of what emotions it goes through, um, what some of the subplots are, and kind of what the goals of the book are too. And again, you don't want to, you've got to fit this all on one page. So this took us, you know, I think the first time it was like two or three pages and it was a case of honing it down and cutting it back and making it so that it was as concise as possible that I was giving enough information and detail to keep the reader interested and that I wasn't taking out too much that they would not know what the story was or get lost in in some way or have it be confusing. You want to be clear and concise so that the reader knows exactly what's going on, what they can expect from the book. Then I move on to um, my experience in writing, any published works, anything like that, you would go through here and talk about what your relation is with writing throughout your writing career. And then the key at the end is if it is a simultaneous submission, which means you are submitting your manuscript to more than one agent or editor at the same time. Um, you really want to put that on there because it lets them know that there is a kind of clock ticking in a way, that there are other agents seeing this. So if this is something they're interested in, they're going to want to get back to you sooner than later because there's a chance another agent might offer, the, offer me a contract that way and they'll lose their chance on it. Um, and again, I mentioned there's a 10-page sample in, of nothing in an accident, and that was obviously wherever I pulled this um, particular query I did for um, the requirement or request had been for a 10-page sample. So again, I mentioned that in there, make it clear how it is, and then thank them, and then again, provide all your contact info, phone number, and email, and you know, make it clear you won't mind ever hearing from them at any time. So there you have your basic query letter, touched on kind of the big points of it. Um, it's really a thing that it takes work, like anything with writing, of editing and revising and fixing and getting it to the way you want it. Um, I'd recommend having others look at it and let you know what they think of it, um, especially explaining, you know, explain to them what your goal was with it and what you're trying to get out of it and, you know, have them be an agent or editor with an open mind of seeing this for the first time and what they think of it. Now I'll move on to some of the responses I got from various, um, these are all agents I was submitting to, um, just to give you an idea. So the rule of thumb is, and this goes for anything you're ever submitting, short story, whatever it is, publication, most commonly you will get the form letter back, which is something they have set because they get hundreds and hundreds of responses all the time and they just have, they don't have time to actually, you know, write you an individual email or a response, so they just 
use this formula that they have ready to go. So for the most part, you're going to get all those. And it's when you don't get that, when you get something a little more, even if it is a rejection, but it has some details in there and some advice or feedback, that one, it means they were a little more interested in it than anything else they'd looked at that they would have just automatically rejected. So it meant you got a little bit closer there to getting something out of it, which is good. And you're also getting some valuable feedback from the agent. Again, because I submitted this also to hundreds of agents, I got a variety of different responses, a lot of form letters, but then also some said, you need to work on writing more, you're not there yet, whereas others said, your writing is great, but this isn't for us, so whatever it is, or your writing is great, I want to see more of your manuscript. So again, the feedback is useful and important, and especially if you can see that in your manuscript of what they recommend trying to fix or improve. But also don't take it in stone because this is just one person in one particular area. You don't know what their experience is or, or who they're from, who they're coming from, things like that. So don't take that in stone and that you have to change all this stuff they recommend it or they tell you you're a bad writer and you feel terrible about yourself. Don't take that to heart. It's just one person saying that and you don't have to trust, you don't have to believe them. But again, if the advice does help you to see things in your novel that you hadn't seen before, use it. Like all things, if it helps you, then go ahead and use it. If not, throw it aside. All right, so here's one of the rejections. Uh, Dear Alex, thank you for querying bookends and giving me the opportunity to review your work. I would be very happy to take a look at your proposal. Please reply to this email with an attached proposal package, including the first three chapters and a detailed synopsis. For more information on proposals, refer to our website and our blog. I look forward to hearing it. So... This was one of those, actually it wasn't a rejection, I don't know why I have it in that section, it's kind of an acceptance, but it's at least, it's a movement onto the next stage. Like many things in life, there are various stages of getting closer to getting acceptance from an agent. And this was kind of the first stage of, oh, I can move on then to submitting a proposal and more of the work, more of the novel. Um, and then that detailed synopsis, which is what I read at the beginning of the episode. And then following again, the specific instructions from their website for doing proposals. Again, you want to make sure you check that out and read it very you know, detailed and specifically so you know exactly what they're asking for. Because again, even though you're moving on to the next stage, it's something where if they see something is just off, they only have so much time, they're not going to bother. They're going to say, well, tough, I gave you a chance, but you didn't do it right, so I don't have the time to look at it. And then they'll move on to the next thing. Um, our next one is, Dear Alex, Thank you for continuing to pursue publication by submitting your full manuscript. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to decline the opportunity to pursue representation, as upon further consideration, it doesn't look like a project we'd be successful placing. WordServe is only one agency, and these decisions are subjective. I encourage you to continue seeking representation and publication, and I wish you the best in the publication of your project. So there again, you have a good example of a form letter, where they said that they felt, you know, basically they, they rejected it, but they said in a nice way, where they felt that it wouldn't be something they could try and sell to a publisher, so they didn't want to go with it, and that this was just their particular decision, it's subjective, and that they encouraged me to keep going and looking elsewhere for representation. That's your general form letter, but it's still, it's not so bad as a, we don't want this, you're done. I got some of those. Not so much, we don't want this, but this isn't for us, or whatever, one quick little sentence, and that was it. So it's nice to actually, even if it is a form letter, to get a little more from them. Uh, here's another one. Alex, thank you for your query. Your story sounds interesting, but we can't take it on at this time. A lot of things can do with timing where with agencies where they're either 
having, I mean, they're always getting lots of submissions, but where they've taken too many on at a certain point, or they're, they're you know, billing is full, um, they've got, there's too many of this particular genre, or too many of this particular type of story, whatever it is, um, it can be a thing where, again, you want to keep submitting it to many places over and over in some ways, because you can get it at that certain point when it would just be right, and they'll want more, and possibly take you on. Uh, here's another one. Sorry, I've decided to pass on your work. I receive 5,000 plus submissions and careers every year. I can accept only a few new projects. Unfortunately, I'm unable to provide specific comments because of the number of submissions I receive. I suggest checking the agent and publisher listing in Jeff Herman's Guide to Book Publishers, Editors, and Literary Agents. This reference book is published annually. Best of luck with your work. So there's your form letter there indicating how many submissions this particular agency um, gets all the time and just how much work they're having to deal with so, to give you an idea of how you're one of many, many trying to get in there. And again, with that query letter and how you present it, it's a key to you know getting you a little further with how you put it all together and what you do and correctly following the instructions. Uh, here's another one. Dear Mr. Tyler, thank you for your query. As interesting as your novel sounds, I don't believe I will be the best agent to represent your work. Best of luck to you, though, and thank you for thinking of me. Dear Alex, I've had a chance to look at your material and I've opted to pass. Your writing is superior and the storyline kept me moving from page to page, but a combination of several other pieces I have already contracted in a similar vein, as well as just a horrendous schedule, have highly influenced my call. I hope since I'm just getting around to this that you've perhaps landed with another agent. In the meantime, good luck and the best to you and yours. So there was a really nice, it wasn't a form letter, the the agent actually took time to actually write an email to me and give me some nice feedback and details um, and explaining why this one didn't work for them right now, this particular manuscript, because of other ones they'd already contracted. They were too similar. And again, when you think about it, this agent is going to be going to publishers and contacts they know, and they don't just want to keep throwing the same thing at the publishers. They need to have something special and nice and new and unique to give to them. So that's why they, this one in particular didn't opt to go with mine, because they already had a number of projects already lined up on pretty much the same subject. Uh, here's a couple more. Dear Alex, thanks for letting me read Nothing is an Accident, but I'm going to pass, albeit reluctantly. You are a talented writer, and your story starts well. I became instantly engaged in the plotting characters, but you drift into movie treatment mode when coincidences propel the plot. I can fly a helicopter. And the story takes on a different tone. Of course, another agent may feel differently. Good luck with it. Again, I'm getting some nice feedback there, what they liked and didn't like about it. And again, they're just, they admit they're just one person and that there's other agents that might see differently and look to take my manuscript. Dear Alex, thank you for thinking of us at HSG for Nothing is an Accident. We appreciate you giving us the time to take a look at it, and we've now had the opportunity. Despite the manuscript's obvious merits, we just didn't feel the enthusiasm we would need to in order to take this on. This section is certainly well-paced, but the characters and the setup felt a touch too familiar. We hope you succeed in your search for appropriate, enthusiastic representation. Best of luck to you and happy holidays. So again, you've got some examples here of... which makes me feel good because I'm getting detailed feedback and also they're complimenting... Um, my writing, which I like. And again, I had some others that said they didn't like my writing. So again, you see one agent, number of agents liking it, number not. So you can't take what an agent says to heart. 
Okay, and one last one in the kind of rejections, even though this was a sort of acceptance, but it ultimately led to a rejection. Dear Alex, wow, would love to see where your story is headed. Please send us the manuscript. I look forward to reading it. Um, so again, they want more of the story. So I've gotten that first step in there and can send them more of the manuscript or the whole thing. And at that point, they decided it wasn't the right story for them. But it's all about getting that little next step there and getting closer and closer. And the more you see yourself getting past that first place, after you've done your done your query letter and submitted what they wanted and they asked for more, it shows that what you're doing is working and to keep on developing that and pushing it further and trying to get closer and closer to landing that agent. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. All right, so now we move into the few that I had were solid acceptances for from my query letter and some samples I submitted and what they wanted more. Dear Alex, thank you for allowing us to review the sample pages of Nothing is an Accident. We read the material with great interest. We would be pleased to consider your manuscript for possible representation. Please email the next 30 pages together with a detailed synopsis and a list of submissions to other agencies or publishers, if any. Of course, this does not influence our reading, but we need this information just for the record. Please write requested materials on the title of your book in the subject line and attach all requested materials as a Word doc. While all submissions are handled with the greatest of care, we cannot assume liability for them. If you do choose to send the requested materials via regular postal mail, please note that we cannot be held responsible for the return. Since we cannot be responsible for loss or damage to any other materials, please send only copies of the work. If we decide not to undertake the marketing of the work, we will do our best to return the materials to you as soon as possible. We would appreciate you sending postage to cover the book to be sent first class, and we cannot register materials. Thank you for your interest. So, as I said, I was doing this over 10 years ago, so it's kind of a hazy memory now of the few kind of acceptance idea date I did get. Um, I totally didn't remember this one. And here at this point, it sounds like they truly want to represent me. Um, I don't recognize the name of the agent or the agency. Um, so I feel obviously something happened later on. Maybe there was a change at the agency. Um, something happened with the agent that made them have to change the situation. Um, I got passed on to someone else. Or ultimately, when they saw the full manuscript, it didn't work for them in some way. So it gives you a kind of idea where here at this point it seems all good, really good news and that things are looking really well and the chances of me getting represented are very high that even when it seems like this, until they actually, you know, until you sign on that contract and confirm things, nothing is definite. So just to give you an idea of that. Um, oh, and here was the follow-up from that same agent after they got it all. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to review Nothing is an Accident. 
I read the material with great interest and enjoyed your vivid sensory details and fast pacing. You've truly captured a sense of urgency and intensity. However, I am sorry to say I must pass on representing this project. Unfortunately, I didn't quite connect with the story in a way that I wanted. Therefore, I do not think I would be the best fit. Please keep in mind this is only one opinion, and I wish you the absolute best of luck in publishing. Um, so again, you saw that with the first email I got from them after the Queerlet and all that, saying we would be pleased to consider your manuscript for possible representation. That sounds a lot like we're going to sign you on and you're, we're going to be your agency. Um, but again, you see, in, after they get the full manuscript and the follow-up email, that's not the case. So again, until you've signed that contract, nothing is definite. Uh, here was another acceptance I got. Thank you for querying. I'm very interested in discussing nothing as an accident. Please call me. Thanks. Um, so that was where I believe I had mailed in the full manuscript and had to call the person, which was definitely nerve-wracking, arranging a time that worked for them, and just, I remember feeling very nervous calling in and talking to this big agent and me having to fend for myself, but ultimately, again, after they got the full manuscript, they decided it wasn't a right fit for them and gave me the bad news. <laughs> but it was cool to actually get a call and actually talk to someone. Again, that's someone taking specific time out of their day to talk to me about my manuscript which is something that you know 98% of people submitting stuff don't get so keep that in mind so I had one more um, acceptance and this was an interesting one where it was I believe based in the Netherlands or Germany I can't remember where exactly um, but it was essentially an acceptance for my work and it was kind of weird because I hadn't seen the full manuscript and it was almost like, this is too much good news too early on. And so I got a little suspicious, so I'll just read the email. Dear Alex, thanks for contacting me. This book very much appeals to me. I appreciate your practical approach in sending me the synopsis and three chapters of the book at the same time. This way both of us can make progress. Had a look at your website. My compliments. Would like to represent you. Always good to work with people that know the business. Just a suggestion. You may have read on my website that I should be at the Frankfurt Book Fair end of the week, three days altogether. This is very much for networking and having a quick talk with the publishers. Always have a presentation map of each new author with me. If you want to be included here, I would need the usual proposal. And then she gives a link to um, what their proposals look like. And you would have to agree with the terms in the contract. Just contact me if you want to proceed this way. Again, compared to some of the other acceptances I've gotten so far, you kind of get an idea that this seems like a lot. It seems like a great deal and all this stuff. But again, something was just pinging me to me that this felt, again, too good too early on without her having read the full manuscript and knowing what she was getting in here. I was trying to see... One important thing when you're researching agents is you want to know what other authors they represent, what the, who they represent in the past, and things like that. And with this particular person, I couldn't find on their website specific authors. I could see genres mentioned and things like that. But... Um, no one specific. And then when I kind of pushed a little further to say, can I have some specifics on um, who you represent and what you do and things like that, um, I got a follow-up email saying, uh, thanks for your email. I would need your proposal quite soon. I may not mention any names of my clients, but I can give you an indication as to who they are. A worldwide known holistic doctor, a well-known film finance attorney, a professor of English, a very talented young writer, my U.S. collaborator, a professional writer. Um, I'm a personal manager of a Russian composer of movie music. Again, it all just felt a little weird. Um, 
about this person and, and the kind of agency they were representing. And again, also being me based in the U.S. and having to deal with a foreign agent felt a little weird of, you know, what how things would work out and just the vibe I was getting off this. And so, again, I'm in my back of my mind, there's also the part of when you're trying to be represented and get stuff published. There are those out there who will do it but for money, you have to pay them up front tens of thousands of dollars usually to put everything together and get the book published for you. And then you usually have to do the marketing yourself. And it's more of a scheme where, yes, you can get your book published, but you're putting all the money into it to actually get it done. As opposed to being accepted by an agent, getting it accepted by a publisher, getting an advance and all these other things. It's a different way. So it's it's kind of a you know scheme to get money out of you to get your book out and that's what i know i definitely didn't want to do and was wary of and so i was actually kind of lucky with this one where through my as i mentioned kind of in the query letter with my bio that i'd been interviewing authors over the years for book banter and got good figured friends with a number of big authors including like james rollins and various ones and so i was actually able to reach out to some of them and just talk to them a bit about this because of their experience, you know, with their agents and, and their writing on careers and just be like, you know, what do you guys think of this? How, what's the vibe from this? And the feedback I got from all of them was this sounds sketch. It doesn't sound right. I wouldn't recommend doing it. And so I was lucky in that way to be able to get advice from published authors who kind of knew the business a lot better than I did and were able to give me that feedback. So that's why that one didn't happen. Who knows if I had said yes and signed the contract I might be a millionaire author by now with many books published but that's an alternate world that I may never know it could have also been that I'd been I'd be screwed over and be in debt for thousands and thousands of dollars too and feel taken advantage of so anyway that wraps up query letters so you kind of have an idea there of kind of the stages I go through with the synopsis to give you an idea of the book what the career editor is, how I put that all together, what each paragraph is. Um, as I recall, too, I think you, again, you can look this up yourself through what they recommend for templates for query letters. Again, with the internet now, it's really nice to be able to just Google all this stuff and get a lot of examples. But you want to have, again, three solid kind of paragraphs of capturing them on that first one, um, give me some details on the book and some more summary in the book, and then that last one all about yourself and why they would want to represent you. And then we moved on to kind of the um, various emails I got. Again, the nice thing with Gmail is I keep every single email I get, so I have all those saved up and was able to dig through and pull them all out, and it was kind of fun to take a trip down memory lane from 10 years ago when I did all this. But I hope it was kind of helpful in giving you an idea of what the goal is with a query letter, why it's so important, what the keys are with it, and how it will can give you that first foot in the door of getting representation and ultimately getting your book published. Thank you once again for listening to Writing Walks. I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you have other um, subjects in writing you'd like me to cover in particular, um, please don't hesitate to email me. You can reach me at writingwalks at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to think about doing these again. I like to go out and do the actual walking part of Writing Walks and enjoy the beautiful nature and weather and talk about writing at the same time. But when I can do useful feedback in this way, such as with clear letters and going off of, you know, concrete details that I have. Um, it's I'm happy to always to kind of work out of my studio and do it that way too. Because the point of this is to help myself become a better writer and explore what I did in writing in my career so far, and then to help you, the listener, in your writing exploits and how you can become a better writer too. 
So again, if you want to email me, that is writingwalks at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show in any way, you can do that through the Patreon I have for Ostium and Writing Walks and Circe, and that is at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast, and you have a whole ton of extra goodies on there for all the shows I do. So once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next month on the next episode of Writing Walks. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply.